Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life, returning back from my 4th of July vacation. Basically, it was my daughter's uh, four-year-old birthday, and we decided to celebrate it north of Seattle in the islands, uh, near the San Juan Islands. It was excellent, and uh, we also got to go on a bunch of uh, rides for small children and uh, her first roller coaster. It was pretty awesome, so in case you've been wondering, wow, where has C.S. Joseph been, and why hasn't he put up any lectures over the last couple of days? Well, if you notice, I actually released a bunch of lectures last week. It's because I just basically did double the effort on my lecture output so that I could go away on a vacation so you guys could watch all that. Just in time for me to come back Tuesday uh, with, you know, the next lecture. So, got many, many of them to do. So, uh, tonight's episode is Season 8, Episode 6, continuing on how the uh, types compare to each other. This, like most of these lectures, is another uh, subscriber-requested uh, lecture, so we're going to be going through all of those. Uh, I am, I believe, coming up on being halfway done with these uh, comparison uh, lectures. But alongside the comparison lectures, we're going to be doing finishing up social compatibility because we got four more types of social compatibility to do. And we're also going to be finishing up uh, the current human nurture uh, lecture series as well. So a lot of work to do, and I have even more lectures uh, planned to come. And I took inventory, and I have like, I think, 560 lectures right now planned as the user requests keep coming, and I think I have like another 40 that I haven't even added to the list yet. So, and also I just went through all of the emails, so I believe I'm caught up with email right now, and I went through all of the comments yesterday, it took me a couple hours, but uh, got that handled as well. So, also, you might have missed a meet and greet session on our Discord server last night, which is available in the description of most of my lectures, especially the new ones, I'll have the Discord link I'll be going through all the old lectures and adding in the Discord link. But yes, you can join the Discord server. I'm not on it every single day, but uh, I am on it every now and then. And I believe we have a Q&A session uh, on the, uh, hosted on the Discord server, which will be recorded and it will be live streamed, I believe. And it'll be a week from this Friday here on the YouTube channel or on Periscope. We haven't decided yet, but uh, we'll see how that goes. So you're welcome to join the Discord uh, server, and there's like a Q&A channel that you can actually place questions uh, in our question pool, and uh, one of my associates who's going to help run the live stream will be choosing those questions and answering those questions, or I will be answering those questions, haha, <laughs> uh, for that. Also, I am scheduled to be going on uh, the Grimerica podcast on August 1st. And uh, there will also be a, a special guest on that show that I've been told. Uh, it's going to be Dr. Robert Glover, the author of No More Mr. Nice Guy. I highly recommend that anyone uh, who watches this channel or is involved with my website or the Discord server or whatever, you definitely make yourself available for that podcast. I think it's going to be absolutely enlightening and fantastic and uh, will help uh not only do like broad strokes on how to solve the problems that we've uh, that we've identified here on the channel with our society, but also actually look at those uh, how to solve those issues from a very uh, you know micro point of view as well at the individual level. So 
a lot of stuff coming and uh, you know I'm actually creating a Facebook yeah that's weird because I'm not a Facebook person y'all know that already but uh, I, I am gonna be doing a Facebook and I'm about to be putting up a lot of content on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest kind of behind on that but I've uh, starting to procure a staff uh, to be able to do all of that and uh, thanks to all of your coaching, uh, the coaching money that this uh, audience has been giving me in exchange for coaching, it's been great. Uh, I have been able to expand uh, what we're doing here and uh, we're going to be further expanding and providing additional content for you uh, down the road. So just wanted to do a quick news update because I haven't been around in a bit. Uh, and uh, yeah, so with that being said, let's dive into tonight's lecture, which will be how do ISTJs compare to ISTPs? Why is this relevant? Uh, so a lot of people, they, they talk about, uh, you know, the types to get into MBTI. They take the test and it's like, oh, I just got my test results and I'm a percentage of this letter or a percentage of this letter. Oh, I'm 20% on perceiving, not very much on J. And I'm 65% on E and 32% and on N. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of the typical test result that they get. And I mean, if you could take your test result, you know, like print it out uh, on your desk and then find the nearest lighter and then light it on fire over your sink or something, do everyone a favor because those test results, like, they suck. Um, if you if you want to learn how to type yourself properly without use of the test, obviously I'd point you in the direction of the cognitive functions, which a lot of people claim that there are some functional tests out there. Yeah, they are, but they're not really that great. And the reason why is that is be, why that is, is because the cognitive functions are not actually well defined. So how do you solve that problem? You learn the interaction styles and the temperaments because interaction style multiplied by temperament equals your type, basically, or anyone's type. And you can utilize the interaction styles and the uh, temperaments in such a way where you can have no contact with an individual, meet a person, and within 30 seconds, you instantly know their type of 100% accuracy, and then you basically read them like a book and uh, you know adjust yourself to the conversation so that you can get the absolute best possible result that you're looking for uh, with that encounter, right? Which is what I recommend. How do you do that? Well, you can go on my website, csjoseph.life, and download uh, the infographic, which is the type grid that you need, uh, that you would need. Just input your email. I'm not going to spam you with that email. I'm actually going to be sending you lectures that you can only get through email. So it's not a waste of your time. I don't like spamming people. Uh, that's just dumb. And I hate email marketing with a fiery passion. So in reality, I'm just, if you, if you trust me in email, you're going to get cool stuff. That's kind of how I operate. The point is uh, how to, to learn how to use the type grid that you get on the front page of csjoseph.life. All you have to do is watch my playlist here on YouTube called How to Type Yourself and Others. And it's like 10 lectures, a uh, lecture series. It's an entire course. You take the course, all 10 uh, lectures, watch them from start to finish, and you will understand how to use the type grid so that you can memorize it, understand it, use it as a tool to type yourself and others with 100% accuracy with no issue. And that's where these lectures come in because people still cling to the letters and, you know, uh, trying to figure out, okay, if I'm more J or P or if I'm more T or F or those types of things. And then they just really ask for, for a comparison. So ISTJ versus ISTP, this is like the J versus P argument, essentially. And this is kind of what people are looking for uh, in that regard. So, uh, awesome. I think uh, I think that's the foundation. 
So let's look at the ISTJ and ISTP. Why do, why do people think that they're so similar? Well, they're both introverted, they're both sensing, uh, they're both the same interaction style, which is the finishers. Finishers put a lot of energy into finishing things, but they have a hard time starting new things. Uh, and uh, finishers also known as the see it through types. They're all about completion, right? And uh, ISTJs and ISTPs are no different. And that interaction style is direct, meaning where they say what they mean, mean what they say. They're responding, which means they prefer people to come to them and initiate with them instead of them spending additional mental energy and in initiating with others. They would rather be put in a position of responding instead of the position of initiating. And that's why they're introverted because they gain mental energy through solitude. And they both do this, right? And they're both movement-oriented. Movement-oriented means progress is king. Progress means everything. It doesn't, you know, completing specific tasks or objectives does not necessarily make them as happy as having overall progress. And if they do not have progress, they'll feel like they're stagnating, not going anywhere, and they will literally go insane. Uh, they don't necessarily need to have things under control, per se. Uh, it's more like an organized chaos. If they're just so focused on progress, then that's what they'll get. Uh, their temperaments are different, however. ISTJs are past-focused, duty-based protectors, also known as the traditionalist temperament, and ISTPs are the freedom-based, live-in-the-moment creators, also known as the artisans. And a lot of people tell me, well, you're using Kiersey-based uh, temperaments, and I'm like, no, I'm not using Kiersey. Actually, for those watching, I reject Kiersey largely. Uh, a lot of, you know, it kind of seems very similar to what I'm doing with Kiersey, but reality, I'm using his original source, which is Plato, because if you read Plato's Republic, you'll know that Plato organizes people in four groups, guardians, <coughs> traditionalists, artisans, huh, uh, what he calls thinkers, which are NTs, and then idealists, which are the NFs, so it's kind of like, yeah, and yet Kiersey thinks thinkers, which I call them intellectuals, uh, he thinks they should be called rationals, which they're not because half of the NTs are rational and the other half are irrational, but they are logical. So which is it, right? Kiersey falls short. So that's why I reject Kiersey. But, but you're calling the NTs intellectual. I'm an ISTJ professor. I'm an INFP professor. I'm a very intellectual person. No, you're not. Actually, you're an academic. Uh, there's a big difference. Being an academic is not the same thing as being an intellectual. Intellectual equals NT. That's what it is. But that's not what Webster's Dictionary says. I don't care about Webster's Dictionary's opinion. In fact, Webster changed the meaning of a lot of words, which, you know, had a negative impact on society in a lot of ways. It's kind of like the Catholic Church teaching masturbation is a sin because of onanism, when onanism or onan in that story in the book of Genesis had nothing to do with masturbating. It's just ridiculous. But, I mean, hey, let's just change, you know, the definitions of things just slightly and then build our society based on a lie and then live this way for, you know, centuries before anyone, you know, develops critical thinking and is able to think for themselves. Yeah, that'd be nice. Thank God we have ISTJs and ISTPs because they actually provide a lot of the critical thinking behind you know, the sensing types. Uh, and it's really fantastic, especially when they're working together. They become this unstoppable force, means the immovable object that can really bring about truth in ways that most people, they just become like this mill, you know, like a lumber mill, you know what I mean? And they're just cranking out truth. It, it's and cranking out facts. It's, it's pretty awesome to see them work together to that end. Apart from each other, that can be a problem. But when they're working together, when you have a library of Alexandria 
with like the Ultra Ultimate Rosetta Stone, you know, TI Hero mixed together, oh, it is the dopest. And the ISTJ, ISTP uh, way of doing things is no different. So let's compare these two types. They seem like they're really similar and maybe the same. No, they're completely different and let's find out why. So the ISTJ, SI Hero. SI Hero is all about the experience that they are receiving themselves. It's all about, they're also their sense of duty, their sense of discipline. Self-discipline comes from introverted sensing. Self-discipline does not come from willpower, also known as introverted intuition. Introverted intuition child for the ISTP, that is their source of willpower. It's all about willpower with introverted intuition. It is not the same as self-discipline with introverted sensing. This actually came up in my meet and greet uh, voice uh, session last night. Uh, Meganan fan 95 uh, shout out to an ESTP bro um, and uh, he was on the uh, the discord asking what the difference is introverted sensing is all about what I should do it's about what I should should do it's a duty point of view they literally force themselves to do things they don't do what they want to do of course an ISTJ do what they want engages their demon and that's just great because they'd like, here, I'm going to destroy every relationship you have. I'm going to destroy your reputation. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to exact upon you poetic justice, right? That's the ISTJ demon way is the master of poetic justice. And they elect themselves judge, jury, and executioner. And they do, and they do it in a form of poetic justice where it's, it's almost like an art to them, right? Poetic justice is everything to INFJ demon or parasite as some people call it, right? Introverted intuition is about willpower. It's like, it's the I want, right? Introverted sensing is the I should, right? Extroverted sensing is the we should. Extroverted intuition is the we want, right? They're completely different, right? So, and yet, for some reason, no one knows that. Instead, they want to use these like really weird hokey descriptions for cognitive functions. And then like, guys, it's actually a lot simpler than that, even though they're super complex. But, I mean, if you had a better mastery of the English language, or maybe any language, because maybe the English language is actually too inferior to be able to explain this stuff, eh, not much I can do about that. But don't worry, I'm learning Spanish, and then I'm going to be learning Russian as soon as Espanol is done, and then it'll be fantastic, because maybe I'll be able to explain it better in those languages. I mean, who knows? So, um, also, if you want to learn a language super quick, Pimsleur, it's the dopest. So, uh, and no, I'm not getting paid for that. Anyway, uh, introverted sensing hero, all about duty, all about the past. They have this insane long-term memory. They can remember anything for like the longest time. Their 75-year-old ISTJ could tell you stuff from when they were like five years old. They remember a lot of things because their long-term memory is so huge. And this is why they are the Library of Alexandria. Extroverted thinking parent is able to store up reference points and they have like this entire Dewey Decimal System in their head and all these memories or books in this vast library and they can pull them out and they can link them together and create this pattern using extrovert intuition inferior that gives them massive pattern recognition and they're able to actually literally predict future events as a result of the huge store of knowledge that they have inside of themselves because the first law of time, and I quote, all that has happened before will happen again, right? Gotta love metaphysics, you know? So all that has happened before will happen again. You have the Library of Alexandria, this is how they do it. And they do it from the point of view of the FI child, also their moral compass. They do this from a very moral compass, moral point of view which is awesome that they had that moral compass. However, they lack ethics entirely. This is what gives them their social awkwardness. Like for example, my daughter, um, she's really, she's, she's an ISTJ 
And I'm thankful she's an ISTJ, uh, and, uh, because, you know, she could be other types that I find very difficult to uh, raise personally, given that I'm an ENTP. So I am thankful she's an ISTJ. And, uh, she's got her FE trickster and she was out, you know, with, uh, uh, with family and, uh, this particular family member uh, had her out in public, and this other woman came by with a little girl who was, you know, potentially another three-year-old, right? And they and she introduced her daughter to my daughter, and it was like, oh, you know, maybe they could be friends. And then my daughter looked over at that girl and then gave her a look, you know, gave a look like this, you know, kind of like, and then looked up at my family member and said, she is not my friend. And of course, you know, my family member was embarrassed of over that whole situation, but. That's because the word friend is a TE label because TE rationale is all about labels and thinking of references and labels where an ethos, whereas TI is more about logos, right? True, false. So TI critic is like, this, this girl is not, is not the label of friend. So I'm going to tell that to, you know, the family member that I'm with and and she said it so, you know, abruptly, which is because of Effie Trickster. Effie Trickster means that, you know, my little girl is not aware of how other people feel because she, her mind only has the ability to remember or keep track of how she feels, right? And that's basically where that comes. She also worries about the experience that other people have. She worries that, you know, you know, she's really, really loyal to other people and loyal to certain things. Like, you know, she's worried that, you know, other people are not going to be loyal to her. Other people are not going to keep her comfortable because ICJs are all about being as comfortable as possible to the point where it could actually become detrimental. And because they're uncomfortable in that regard, they can end up, uh, you know, being stuck in a rut and they become like, because SI hero, FI child combined together can equal like the laziest human being you've ever met. And that could be a serious problem. INFPs have that problem too because you have FI hero combined with SI child. That also creates a huge amount of laziness as well. So to get them out of laziness factor, they either have to be insanely unhappy in life and not have normalcy bias and you have to destroy the normalcy bias. Thank God for ISTPs because that's what they do. SE parent. SE parent. Uh, STPs specifically love giving reality checks to people. Obviously, ESTPs is what I call Mr. Reality Check or Miss Reality Check because of SE Hero and giving that experience to other people and giving people reality checks. But that's not to say ISTPs can't do it either. It's kind of more of an auxiliary secondary thing because it's SE parents of SE Hero, but it is a pessimistic function so that when they're giving that reality check, it can actually even come off even more negative than an ESTP can. And they do it in such a way where it is very precise and they hit you at the exact button. They push that one button that will completely set you over the edge. And it can be very motivating because it can really make a person super uncomfortable. And ISTJs are no exception. They can get really uncomfortable by SE parent and they can hit they can hit SI hero in such a way where SI hero can take the hit because it's built for taking punishment. But then they're like, oh wow, I'm really uncomfortable now. I would like to get comfortable again. And then all of a sudden they're motivated because they want to get comfort back or they want to gain for themselves additional comfort, right? So that's how they do it. And thank God for STPs to get ISTJs back on track. Now, thank God also ISTJs exist because expert intuition inferior can help the STPs get back on track because sometimes the ISTP can find itself trapped like their freedom has been taken away from them because they got stuck at a job or they're stuck in a relationship and expert intuition inferior can go to the ISTP and be like, hey, you there here's your options and they shows different options different paths that the ISTP could take 
and explain to the ISTP, yes, this is a safe decision. It's safe for you to break up with this person. It's safe for you to have this divorce. It's safe for you to quit your job right now. And the ISTJ can create a battle plan for the ISTP to follow and the ISTP will follow it and then they are successful and then all that insecurity is gone and they know what they want and then they're going to do it. Especially if the ISTJ using their introverted sensing uh, hero with their extroverted thinking uh, parent with their uh, library, inner library of Alexandria can say, hey, not only have all these other people done this plan and been successful, but I have also done it myself and been successful. And the ISTP is like, that's a really good point. I didn't think about it like that. I'm really happy that you had this experience. Okay, I want to do it too because all these other people, SE parent is aware of what other people have done. Expert sensing is physics, right? But it's also aware of what people are doing right now or what other people have done in the past. And they're always going to ask, okay, what success has this had? I had, a, I had a sales presentation today and I had somebody with high extroverted, uh, high extroverted sensing um, I believe they're expert in sensing inferior. And they're like, well, has this worked with anyone else, uh, anyone of your other customers? And I had to tell that person no. And it's because we're, what we're doing here is a beta, right? And in that situation, they're like, oh, okay, it's a beta. So we're actually like the first potential customer that would be using this. And we're like, yes, this would be the first one. Yes, you're gonna be taking a risk, but we, we wanna see how this works for everybody. And if it does, we can and get proper execution. We definitely can get these leads going. You know, and, and that's kind of how, it was a very salesy oriented uh, discussion, but again, expert sensing was up on the forefront, like, okay, has anyone done this before? And I had to say no. Obviously, in those situations, you wanna be able to say yes, right? So that's what ISTPs do. They check to see if anyone else has done it before, because if no one's done it before and no one's had success, they're not going to take the risk and do it, right? Whereas an ISTJ, very different. They are actually willing to take the risk. Their SI hero is willing to experience anything and everything. They're willing to do it all, right? Because they want to test and see if an experience is worth having. And then they can categorize that experience within their library of Alexandria and just be like, nope, that's not an experience I want to have anymore. Or yes, that is an actual experience. They're actually willing to take risks and do those new things. They can even take risks with like, for example, uh, day trading and and if they really focus all their energy into day trading, they actually can become amazing day traders. You know, so also could ENFPs and INFPs and ESTJs if they devote themselves with the ISTJ, in my opinion, is probably the more ideal type for day trading, in my opinion. So, again, it makes the ISTP feel secure in that decision and they actually know what they want to do. But generally, ISTPs already know what they want anyway because NI Child is very optimistic and uh, you have to give the, ISTG, uh, the ISTP a ISTP full freedom to do whatever they want because they have to be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. If you take away freedom from them, like lock them in a door, you know, without any windows and it's just a door, one way or another, they're coming through the door. Even male, female, it doesn't matter. The ISTP will break down that door and they will come through that door one way or another because they're the craftsmen. They have to have freedom. ISTJs don't really need freedom that much. Uh, they can be obligated. They are they are dutified, right? And they are obligated and dutified by expert sensing parent. Also, TI Hero is important for the ISTP because that's what they use to cut through the bullshit because it is logos. It's pure logos. It's pure logic. It's about the true and false, right? And because of the true false and they live in the world of true false, so if it is not logical to them and it cannot be true, thus they are not going to make that decision. And it often gets them in trouble because 
they're constantly telling people that they're wrong or correcting people and they believe in themselves that it makes them a useful human being to, and a very helpful human being to correct error that they see and they have to correct error because error is everything that the ISTP is not in the same way that INTPs are that way too because it's TI hero. And which is fantastic because ISTJs like that because TE parent knows that ISTPs are always going to verify what they know and they're always going to verify before they you know represent that truth to others right and it makes ISTJs even more comfortable furthermore ISTJs uh, because their uh, physical environment they're worried about the physical environment like ISTJs can be really clean uh, especially ISTJ women in their homes, everything has a place, everything has to be like perfectly, and you don't wanna disrupt the equilibrium of the house or the place or anything, and like, they, like guests are like secretly hoping that guests don't touch anything, for example. Well, ISTPs make them super comfortable because SE parent is very responsible with how it interacts with the physical environment, and it just won't really interrupt that physical environment, and it makes the ISTJ super, super mega happy in that regard, and the ISTJ is like, wow, you're really going out of your way you really want to make me comfortable here and you're not disrupting my home. I cleaned it and made it really nice and you're not making a mess. You're not leaving a mess behind. You know, of course, ISTPs, don't get me wrong, they do make a mess, but they make a mess in their area, the, the place that is designated for them. And the ISTJ would usually help designate that area for the ICB. Be like, you can do whatever you want as long as it's in this boundary, right? And then that, of course, it's a giant, you know, could be a junk pile, for example. I mean, it could be like what's in the shop at the house, right? The shop is your area, but everything else is my area. You know, and think about relationships or marriages that way. It's kind of interesting how STJs and STPs interact that way because that's where that comes from. Um, so we talk about NI child always doing what, it, what they want, whereas ISTJs don't really do what they want. Uh, ISTPs are very aware of the, of the moment. They have mechanical mastery. Um, they just know mechanics, they just know physics, they have really good mastery over physics, and it can make them amazing uh, workers, uh, contractors, construction, uh, anything that has to do with building, uh, hammers, nails, whatever, they can do it. Working on cars, ISTPs have amazing abilities there. They're also really good at uh, skateboarding or doing jumps on a... Uh, um, Doing jumps, you know, uh, like like X Games, right? How many SPs are competing in the X Games? Well, a lot of them are ISTPs. ISTPs are those people that will invent this awesome, amazing thing, and then, uh, and it can be really, really super dangerous. Like imagine, like imagine the first longboard that was ever uh, developed, and they and they started using that longboard at the very, very top of a huge steep hill and going around it around the road, and they ended up getting super high miles per hour. And to the point without wearing a helmet, like, oh crap, I could actually like, you know, die from this. But ICPs are kind of crazy like that in a cool way where, you know, that thing that they invent, this awesome, amazing gadget that they have, well, they're going to do it themselves, you know. Um, before we go into the shadow, let's talk a little bit about the subconscious. ENFP subconscious exists with the ISTJ. Once they have their library of Alexandria developed, they'll start to develop a creed as a result of that. And they will take that creed to other people and help guide the thoughts of others um, to better thinking and better intelligent and they'll start advocating for better a better tomorrow a more idealistic world uh, when, they, when they're able to do that. The ISTP does something similar. They also become an idealist known as the mentor, the ENFJ, when they get over their fear of how other people feel because ISTPs are very insecure over how other people feel about them, right? And it's usually because they're used to alienating people potentially with TI Hero. So they become insecure uh, with the uh, 
you know, with, with F.E. inferior ethics and aware of how other people feel. But if they start to aspire with how other people feel, they can become the ENFJ for a limited time, right? And that ENFJ uh, basically becomes the mentor. And there's nothing that gets an ISTP off more than when they're showing somebody how to build something, showing somebody what they do, basically, and educating them on being, and showing other people how to replicate uh, what they're doing in the shop, or what they're doing in the car, or what they're doing on the longboard, or what they're doing while they surf. It doesn't matter they're able to do that, or what they're doing in the gym. They love to mentor people. And I'm actually being mentored right now from a fitness standpoint from an ISTP. And I gotta say, a lot of the best mentoring experiences I've ever had actually came from an ISTP or STPs and NFJs. Uh, they're really, really awesome at it. And they really improve people and make people better. And ISTPs, it's no exception. If you're having a bad relationship with an ISTP, maybe you should just like shut your mouth and uh, you know allow them to mentor you, and then all of a sudden they'll be endeared to you, and then you're good to go. You just have to have patience. Well, good thing ISTJs exist because they have all the patience in the world with SI Hero, and they allow the ISTP to mentor them, and that's why they can become really great friends. It's like second highest uh, relationship compatibility, functional compatibility that you can get, right? So, uh, into the shadow. ISTPs worry about the thinking of others. They worry about people basically being stupid or unintelligent, and uh, and that often can lead to feelings of being like the only smart person in the room, uh, which can be an issue for them, and that can lead to stupid zoning uh, of other people. They do not stupid zone ISTJs very often because ISTJs uh, verify their beliefs consistently with their TI critic, although they can get lazy and not verify their beliefs, and they are at risk of accepting TE ethos groupthink rationale and not verifying it because the beliefs in TE parent actually end up, you know, they live their life by those beliefs, but they don't spend time verifying that belief because they haven't really developed a library of Alexandria or they're too lazy to do it or they're just not paying attention and that can get the ISTJ in trouble. But because they at least have the TI critic, you know, the ISTP is worried that the ISTJ is being stupid but the ISTJ already kind of considers themselves, you know, lacking in that intelligence or logos area. So it actually takes a lot of the worry from the part of the ISTP because the ISTJ is already going to the effort of, um, you know, verifying those things because they're very critical about their thinking. And we already talked about SE Nemesis and how ISTJs worry about the physical environment, but they also worry that other people will be loyal to them because they're very loyal to uh, other people themselves, but they're worried that others may not be as loyal to them as they are to others. Luckily, we ISTPs have SI critic, introverted sensing critic is what uh, ISTPs are already are very aware in themselves that they do not feel or believe themselves to be super loyal. Uh, even And then funny, SI critic also makes them think that they remember everything and they have the memory of an elephant. I had an ISTP once tell me, my former boss. And uh, you have to, the ISTJ would never let an, uh, an ISTP get away from that because the ISTJ will actually record everything after a while. We'll start recording with dates and timestamps of what the ISTP says and then shove that in the ISTP's face to prove to the ISTP that they are actually forgetful, which is fun to watch. I've actually seen that. It's awesome. I've also seen it happen to ESTPs. That's also very fun. Uh, so SI critic, you know, they already crit criticize themselves and their own sense of loyalty so much because SE parent demands loyalty and SE parent is aware that other human beings, when it comes to loyalty, are irresponsible with what they do and they're irresponsible with what they should do and they're irresponsible with, uh, with their loyalty. So as a result, 
the ICP expects the highest level of loyalty um, with to themselves and to those that they really, really care about the most. And it's like the most important thing to them in that regard. So you have to remind them of that. If you find an ISTP being disloyal, you have to call them out on it and then it'll hit their critic and then that'll kick in. Remember, if you're trying to teach somebody something, you gotta target the critic. You gotta make it negative, uh, give, a, give a negative situation to that uh, critic and then they'll start to realize what they've done wrong and uh, fix things you know, from there. Uh, ISTPs are very weak to expert intuition, also in Spanish physics, to the point where they'll have no theoretical uh, conversations, even though theory and rhetorical or the possible uh, versus like the what is, the possible is actually a very real thing, but it's just not real to ISTPs, even though it is actually real because metaphysics is real, but they don't think it's real because they can't see it past their own nose. They just can't visually see it. They can't hold it. It's not tangible. So the intangible doesn't really mean anything to them. And because of the uh, lack of intangibility, they're just not aware of that. And that can actually lead them weak to uh, people with false falsehood or negative intentions towards the ISTP that can put them at risk. And that's not something that, I mean, that could, that could seriously inhibit them. I don't know how many times I've seen ENFPs get inside ISTP businesses and harm ISTP businesses and take over the ISTP's business from the inside and all of a sudden the ENFP owns the business and the ISTP no longer owns the business and the ISTP is subject to the ENFP. I have seen that happen multiple times in my life. Uh, and it's even happened to a very close friend of mine who is an INP and his father's an ISTP and an ENFP came in and the ENFP looked really good and real slick and had a suit and everything and seemed all official even though the ENFP was totally faking it and the ISTP bought it because of any trickster and he didn't have an ISTJ around because the ISTJ would question the ENFP's intentions because the ISTJ always questions intentions. The ISTJ is always insecure about the intentions of other people, right? And always aware that there may be a safety precaution when it comes to the intentions of others. And the ISTJ always questions that on behalf of the ISTP so that when they're going together, there's safety there and it makes the ISTP much safer. Um, so we already talked about Effie Trickster uh, because, you know, like using my example with my with my daughter, and we already talked about Anti Demon and the poetic justice that uh, the INFJ superego provides. The superego, which is the fourth side of the mind, so you have the ego, also known as the conscious, you have the subconscious, which is the type of person that people are trying to become and trying to aspire to, uh, a better version of this. And then you have the unconscious, which is right here, which is also known as the shadow. And then you have the superego, also known as the demon parasite. Because the parasite is corrupting the soul and it's trying to replace the position of the eagle. Martin Luther said that sin nature is when the self bends in on the self. And uh, that's essentially what's happening here. The correction, also known as the human condition, exists within the superego. The superego, why does it exist? Uh, quite frankly... It, it is the source of the human condition, it is the source of human corruption uh, in, in everyone, but it can be used for a good thing. And one of the good things it can be used for is basically burning your life to the ground so that new life can grow. Uh, it's like, like a forest fire, essentially. That's what the superego is for. It's like the nuclear option, the, the, the big red button that you press, and it just gives you a full reset on everything. And then all of a sudden you're like a new person because you hit the reset button. Sometimes people need to do that because 
if they don't hit the red button, then they're going to lose all self-respect and then they're not even, they don't even know who they are anymore, right? And that's like a really bad position to be in, especially if you're in midlife or later. Yeah, not cool. Best to hit the red button sooner than later, just in case. But make sure you're doing it wisely and responsibly. So different with INFP demon here, uh, FI demon will be like, I, I have, uh, you don't appreciate me. You don't support me. In any way, I go out of my way to support you and make you feel good about yourself, but you're not doing it for me. So what I'm going to start doing is I'm just going to start plotting your demise. I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to start destroying everything I've ever built. And you're not going to want that, but I don't care about your future anymore. I'm going to just destroy your future by destroying everything that I built for you, everything that I've done for you. I will literally erase it away. And that's kind of the INFP superego approach to things when they're hitting their reset button, etc. So poetic justice versus, you know, basically destroying reality around you with a huge eraser and then thus it harms the future of the person that they're upset at or the system or the society or the family for, you know, what have you. So anyway, uh, that concludes uh, this lecture on how ISTJs compare to ISTPs. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, insightful, enlightening, Please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and on the podcast, and also leave a like while you're at it. If you have any questions or comments about ISTPs or ISTJs, leave it in the comments section, and uh, I will do my best to answer all those questions and comment and share your pain or your, you know, whatever positive things you have to say about these types by all means. Just make sure it's there. And remember, if you want to join the Discord server, the link is in the description of these lectures. And uh, it'll be great uh, to see you there. Um, the mod team is still kind of getting used to how things are going, but uh, for the most part, they are doing a great job, and uh, and everyone's getting beefed up on you know the processes and the routines of what we're doing. So it'd be fantastic if you would join us there. Otherwise, I got uh, many more of these to do, so I'll see you guys tonight.